Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Institute for Policy Innovations podcast. We're coming to you from the studios of Salem Media Group in Dallas, Texas. I'm Merrill Matthews with the Institute for Policy Innovation. Today is September 11, 2023, and I'm joined in studio by IPI's Addie Crimmins. Addie, the latest new all-the-rage idea for keeping former President Donald Trump out of the 2024 presidential contest is to call on the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So let's start by identifying exactly what is the 14th Amendment. I think you have that language. I do. So for these purposes, we're going to go to Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office civil or military under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So the idea behind Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, being supported by a number of liberals, but also a number of conservative legal scholars, is that January 6 was an insurrection, or at least a rebellion, and that Trump encouraged it by claiming the election was stolen and ignited by holding a rally at the uh, at Washington on January 6. But there are reasons to be skeptical of all that. And for one thing, the 14th Amendment was passed after the Civil War. 1868. And I think, as we've talked about earlier, we haven't really revisited it much in, in sort of recent contemporary times. It was it was considered to be important then because you had Confederate leaders, uh, political leaders and military leaders who were considering once the state returned to the Union of uh, running for office and the Congress at the time wanted to make sure that you didn't get you didn't end up filling up the Congress, which would have been, uh, you know, half the states almost with former Confederates uh, who could then turn around and undo everything they did. So they were they were trying to make sure that you didn't get somebody who was leader of the insurrection. And that was an insurrection because people took people took oaths to the to their state, to the Confederacy and uh other things, it was pretty easy to identify somebody who was part of that. And I think just backing up outside of Section 3, I mean, it basically outlines citizenship, correct? Um, And it was used in several landmark cases, Brown v. Board of Education, um, Loving versus Virginia. And and so I think it's used as a precedent in terms of what does it mean to be a citizen. Mm -hmm. But for our purposes and what's topical today, it is being used as sort of a, a, a token of can Donald Trump run again? Should he run again? Right. What's that's that's the question here. And, and so what's happening now is that uh, and I wrote a piece about this in uh, The Hill. And so people can go to there to look at that. But what's being claimed is that because the uh, the 14th Amendment has this insurrection clause and prohibits somebody from holding high office, they're saying that Donald Trump participated in insurrection, which is Part of the question, we I mean, that's that's a question as to whether or not he actually participated in that. And if that that January 6 riot or whatever assault on the Capitol was actually an insurrection or a rebellion. And so they're saying in many cases that people need to bring a lawsuit or in other cases that the secretaries of state of various states 
that usually the Secretary of State usually has some kind of control over the election process in the state, that they can just unilaterally decide that, well, Donald Trump participated in insurrection, and so therefore we aren't going to put Donald Trump's name on either the primary ballot or the election if he wins the primary. And that creates a real unknown problem out there. And I think you have um, the country sort of split, really. I mean, we know this about January 6th. But you point out in your piece that um, the 14th Amendment is Mm self-executing. You you need to be 35 years old. You need to be a citizen. Those are things that we can prove. Those are not things really up for debate. But the country has really not been in agreement about what January 6th was. Insurrection might be a matter of semantics. I mean, it depends on, on who you ask. So I think we're in sort of unusual territory about <laughs> great territory. But you point out the self-executing provision, and that's what some of the uh, uh, the proponents of this say. This is self-executing. It doesn't have to go through court. It doesn't have to be a finding. It, the secretary of state can just go ahead and do it because it's part of the Constitution. But as I point out in that, self-executing is only, uh, I, I would say, appropriate when it is very, very clear that something is the case. So, for instance, they mentioned one of the, uh, one of the columnists, uh, Steve Calabrese, who is a, who is a Republican, says that the uh, issue of uh, birthright citizenship and uh, age and so forth, those are all self-executing. If you're 34, you can't be president of the United States. But I point out on the birthright citizenship that Donald Trump raised the question of whether or not Barack Obama was actually a was born in Hawaii and a actual na- uh, natural born citizen of the United States. I think Donald Trump was wrong about that, but he raised the issue. Hawaii eventually produced a copy of the birth certificate and we moved on. But had Donald Trump's concerns actually sort of gained some momentum and some secretaries of state said, we're not sure that's real, that birth certificate is real, so we're not going to put Barack Obama's name on there. Then it would have gone to a trial. Somebody, people would have raised legal uh, issues, and it would have gone to a trial. And I think almost certainly uh, Barack Obama would have been, um, would have been found victorious in that, and, and the, his name would have been on all the states. So the issue of self-executing I just find very odd because they're claiming that it is self-executing what is in fact in question. Was January 6th an insurrection or a rebellion? Was Donald Trump part of that? Uh, and interestingly, we've had a number of people, uh, 1,100 people have been uh, tried or accused, charged in the uh, January 6th riot. None of them have been charged with an insurrection. Nobody has. Some have been charged with what's called uh, seditious conspiracy, but that's lower than insurrection. And so the fact that none of them have been charged with an insurrection means that, you know, if those who were in the Capitol creating mayhem, going after guards, uh, stealing merchandise, breaking windows and so forth, that they haven't been in charge with it, it seems harder to go to the point that Donald Trump has. Now, we've got cases going on. He's got several, <laughs> several criminal charges against him. If one of those, crim- if those criminal charges come out and find him guilty of something, maybe you could say that secretaries of state have a little more um, a leeway in doing that. But at least to me right now, there's no real case to say that the 14th Amendment is self-executing and Donald Trump and secretaries of state in the various states can just arbitrarily decide to leave his name off the primary. And I think, and this is just uh, personal speculation, but it, it, there's been so much 
uh, cloudiness about election integrity and mm-hmm. all of these these aspects with Trump that I think if if you were to get as far as to using the 14th Amendment to somehow some way keep him off the ballot, there would be an uprising. I mean, no. it, it would sort of confirm the beliefs of, of so many people who who don't know that Joe Biden won the election or don't believe it or believe that Trump is being uh, prosecuted. It, it, it's a witch hunt. I mean, all of those things that, that we hear mm-hmm. in the headlines every day, I think um, if we're going to call it self-executing, you either need to be 34 or 36. It, it You need to be really sure about what an insurrection means and what his role in it is. And and it would really take a lot to to keep him off the ballot. And I think a, a large part of the country would would be up in arms about uh, about that kind of thing. I, they they would it would prove their point of of sort of what they feel about how Trump is treated. I think you're absolutely right. And then the other point on that is that I would be I'd be stunned if any red state would leave Trump off the ballot. And so if you have uh, let's say 25 or 30 red states with Trump on the ballot, but, not, but another 20 who don't put him on, blue states don't put him on, then you create another legal challenge that, you know, you, can't, you couldn't win in that case because you wouldn't have enough states for the, um, uh, for the electoral votes. And that would mean that not every state, but just at least some states would essentially be saying you can't be president of the United States. And I think that leads to your point of there would be an uprising in the country that would be very, very, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't want to see that happen. I think we can agree that given uh, the last few years, even going back to Bush and Gore, <laughs> the any kind of muddiness in terms of who is leading who is elected who is who is the rightful it it creates division in the country and it's not good for us right so and i would also i mean if if we're playing fantasy land here uh, is this in the primary or at once somebody's you know the actual nominee of the party mm-hmm. i mean you would there's a lot of questions and i think once you get to the landslide of questions of this it sort of answers the bigger question of we this is not this is too you're not sure enough about it for it to make sense. Right. And you could even have secretaries of state who leave him on because the primaries are starting in, yes. uh, at least with the caucus in, in uh, Iowa on January 15. You can have most of the delegates actually um, uh, chosen bef- by the time the March 4th trial federal trial gets really underway. And then so if you had if all the state secretaries of state left him on the primaries, but then decided to remove him from the ballot uh, for the actual election, it gets even uh, more complicated and worse, I think. And you never want anyone to I mean, for such a, a position of such gravity as president, you don't want anyone to feel second chair. You don't want the American people to feel I mean, you want to give every opportunity for fairness. Mm-hmm. And I think you really have to be sure about something like this. So I just given um, it, it's Trump's um, the arrows that he's taken have almost become an armor in a way. Oh, that, yes. That he it becomes arbitrary at a certain point. What's another one? Because these people are just after him. And so I think this kind of falls under that category we need to think about what we're attacking Trump about because people have stopped taking it seriously. And one of the unusual things is as he keeps, as the charges keep mounting up, 
his popularity goes up. Absolutely. So you can imagine if several states said we're going to leave him off the the uh, the uh, primary or the uh, election ticket, it, you would see that popularity. I, I think fair to say would go up even more. So I understand why a number of people out there, even Republicans, would like would rather him not be on the ticket, but. It seems to me trying to force this 14th Amendment approach is the worst possible way of trying to keep him off. Well, you make this point in your piece, and it it almost reminds me of um, sports or something where you would rather lose to a competitor in an honest way Mm -hmm. than have them disqualified or something. And you say maybe we wish Trump weren't running age, reputation. I wish Biden weren't running for (laughs) Obvious reasons. Uh, most but, Americans yes, are, are with you there I, on both I, I of those. I think I'm safe to out. say that. I wish he'd just just go back to the beach. But um, I think that removing Trump from the ball game, if he wants to play, would be a mistake, and I don't think is sound under the Fourteenth Amendment. I agree with you completely. So as I said, even though I understand why some of them would rather him not be on there, it seems to me this is a terrible idea, a terrible way to try to get him get him off the ticket. You can find out more about a variety of our policy issues that we discuss at the IPI's website, IPI.org. And there's also more uh, of our podcast there if people want to go look and uh, pull them down. If you've enjoyed this podcast, how about giving us a favorable review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform? Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.